and welcome everybody into the week five preview edition of the East Alabama High School Football Podcast. Your host, Noah Gardner with you for the program today, released on a Friday, recorded on Thursday night. Another great week of high school football upon us and the Auburn Opelika Circle still undefeated. Got a great show planned for everybody today. Going to preview what's going on this week in high school football. The Auburn Tigers currently in action at the time that we are recording this podcast. They played Lee Montgomery on a Thursday night. And at the time that we are recording this, they are currently handling their business. So Auburn looks like it's going to advance to 5-0 on the year as well as 4-0 in region play with a game coming up against Ramsey next week on Friday, September the 23rd. That is a non-region game. And Auburn alongside Opelika after last week. What an upset. Opelika over Central. If Opelika can beat Prattville this week, which we'll get to that game shortly, if Opelika can beat Prattville, it's Auburn and Opelika collision course when region play resumes on September 30th, that's the next big heyday matchup when those two teams meet once again on September 30th. That's what we are barreling towards in this region in 7A football. Telling everybody what we got planned for today. We're going to preview some of these matchups as well as our guest this week. He's double dipping. We've got Jacob Goins of the Lee Scott Sports Network coming back to speak with us again this week. We spoke with him a couple of weeks ago about the transformation of the Lee Scott program. And this week, Lee Scott is definitely the game of the week in the Auburn Opelika area as they have their rivalry matchup with the Glenwood Gators. Glenwood 2-2 two two coming to this game. Lee Scott undefeated and have only allowed six points through their first three games. Six total points after three games. That's a whopping two points allowed per game. We will break that matchup down later on in the show with Jacob Goins. Stay tuned for that interview coming up later on. Let's get to previewing some of the action going on this week. Week 5 of the high school football season. We'll start in 1A with Lo Chapoca and build ourselves up through this section of the podcast 4-0 is Lochapoca coming into a rivalry matchup at home a region game against Natasolga Natasolga winless on the year 0-3 0-2 a look at the Blue Devils record and what they've done up to this point they lost 27-0 to Lynette fell 28-8 to Otagaville and then 54-6 to Maplesville, both of those home games in the past two weeks, as now they'll go on the road, a short trip, might I add, but they'll travel down Highway 14 to take on Lochapoca, a defense that has been stifling in its own right. If you look at what the Indians are allowing after their first four games, it is a whopping six points allowed per game, as well as they are scoring 30 points per game on the offensive side of the football Last week at home, they beat Central Hainville 48-12, which Central Hainville as well as Natasolga are the two teams in this region that are currently winless overall, still searching for their first wins. I think this is another W for Lochapoca as we break this matchup down. I think you would expect Lochapoca to go into their bye week next week before they hit the second half of the season, which will feature three straight road games against Calhoun, Otagaville, Maplesville, and then they'll wrap up the season with a home game against Billingsley. Those are 
the best teams left in the region. Autogaville right now, 3-1, 2-0 in the region, as well as Maplesville, 2-2, 2-0 in the region. Those are the teams that Locha Boca right now is tangling with for the top of the region and ultimately the region championship. This game right here, go out there, handle your business. Don't look ahead to the bye week. I expect them to do so. Head into the bye week, 5-0 with some key wins earlier in the year against Beulah and Lafayette. And then in the second half of the year, there's some serious work to be done, but they have crashed in to the top 10 of the 1A polls in the ASWA rankings. They now are ranked 10th coming into this week. That's a look at the Lochapoca Indians. Let's head over and take a look at what Borgard's got going on this week as they hit the road to take on Charles Henderson in Troy, Alabama. The Charles Henderson Trojans currently undefeated alongside their Borgard counterparts. So somebody's taking home their first L after this week. Charles Henderson only played home games up to this point. And get a load of this. Their first six games of this season, all at home. Their last three, all on the road. Heavy home schedule up on the front end. And Charles Henderson, as I mentioned, 3-0. They have beaten a 7A football team this year. Granted, it was Mary Montgomery. And Mary Montgomery right now, winless at the 7A level in that southern region. They've got four losses, albeit all of them close with the exception of their 15-point loss to Fairhope this past week. But still impressive that Charles Henderson was able to go up two classifications and get that win over Mary Montgomery. That shows some skill. That shows some depth in the program. And then after that, they have substantial victories over Greenville, 34-18, and Carroll, 38-14, which, once again, not powerhouse programs. Nothing too flashy in the way of caliber of victories there for Charles Henderson. But still, I think this is a good football team. They're 3-0 coming to this game. They feel confident. They're at home. This is going to be a tough matchup for Borgard going on the road, who has been absolutely phenomenal to start their season. 4-0, and this is the team that is shocking some folks out there with their performances. Not that they're not capable of it. I'm just saying... Borgard has gone out there and has taken down some teams that have traditionally over the last few seasons finished ahead of them in their region standings. And right now they are in pole position alongside Central Clay County, which Central Clay County is still going to be the favorite to win this region as they are most years. This is a team that can compete for state championships. But Borgard right now with wins over Valley and Tallahassee, those are eye raisers to say the least. And Tallahassee seems to be a little bit down this year, but still, those are traditionally pretty good football programs. And Borgard went to Valley, beat them 31-14. And this past week, at home, took down Tallahassee 14-6. Quarterback A.J. Wallace, the dual-threat QB, continues to impress with his play. And this game on the road against Charles Henderson is an even bigger stage for Borgard to elevate to. If Borgard can win this game, they'll head into a bye week next week, 5-0. And then it's the rematch with former head coach Rob Carter, who took the job at Sylacauga. He's in year two with the Aggies. And Sylacauga in the region, they have taken their lumps and bruises. They are 0-4 this year with losses to Benjamin Russell, Moody, Elmore County, and Valley. And not a single one of them have been by two scores or less. They've all been by two scores or more. So this team definitely has an opportunity to make some more statements as the schedule recommences on the other side of the bye week. They'll have Elmore County, Central Clay County, Jemison, and Lincoln. 
And I think you're looking at several wins across the back half of the schedule. This is a nice challenge for them in non-region play before they wrap up region play with their final three region games at home against Sylacauga, at Elmore County, and at Central Clay County. Staying in the public school realm, how about them Opelika Bulldogs with their win over Central Phoenix City last week, 17-14 in overtime, and what a game against the Red Devils. Got the ball to the one-yard line. Field goal was blocked at the end of expiration. Opelika's was. And then they go into overtime, get an interception, and they go on to kick the game-winning field goal. Phenomenal game in the rain. And what Opelika really showed last week against Central was that this team has the physicality. This team has the ability on defense to run with any of these teams in their region. It'll be interesting to see how this fleshes out beyond this region into the playoffs because across a high school football season it can turn into a war of attrition everybody is going to be nicked up a little bit towards the end of the season this Opelika team is as physical as any and they won that game in the trenches they never trailed against Central and that was what was truly impressive they didn't give up big plays they had to win that football game by being physical and punching it in when it mattered most, and getting stops on fourth down, getting stops in short yardage situations, and they did just that against a central team that definitely was larger than them on the field. And now you look at Opelika, and of course, there's still work to be done. There are still tough games to be had moving here forward, and it continues this week on the road at Pravel. You look at this Opelika team, though, they just took out the big dog. And, of course, Central's not going anywhere. Central's still going to be in position at the end of the year to win this region. But all of a sudden, that win over Central opened the door for Opelika, for Auburn, and still, of course, Central, any of those three teams, I think, to ultimately win this region when it's all said and done at the end of the year. Of course, Opelika on the road at Prattville, who has had a rough start to this year. Prattville, one and two out the gates, beat Foley 34 to 20 in their season opener, took a bye week, came out of that bye week, fell flat and lost to Smith Station 30 to 21. And then last week to Dothan, they lost to Dothan 14 to 10. And the story of Prattville's season up to this point, although they're one and two and 0 and two in region play, backs against the wall, it's not typical Prattville football. The story of this season has been missed opportunities when folks talk about the Prattville line. So I still think this is a tough matchup for Opelika. They're going on the road to Prattville. You don't want to fall flat after such a big win against Central. This kind of feels like a trap game a little bit. It's your last region game, though, before you go to non-region play. So that helps a little bit to keep from sleeping on Prattville. That's the key here. If Opelika doesn't sleep on the line, Opelika, I think, can still handle business here, come out of Prattville with a win, but we all know playing at Prattville, that is an extremely difficult place to play. They can't sleep on them, though. They've got to go there, handle their business, take them seriously, don't overlook them because they're wanted to and think that, oh, Prattville's down, we're going to go in there and do whatever we want to do. And I know that's the messaging to the team is to go out there, don't overlook these guys, they can still beat you Just because you beat Central doesn't mean you've done anything. I mean, it was a huge win. It was a big-time win. But that win's last week, and now it's on to the next one. We've only played four high school football games this year. You have not won the state championship. You haven't won the region championship yet. You still have a lot of work to do, and I think that's the messaging around the program right now. So don't sleep on Pravel.
Moving along, let's talk about the Lee Scott Warriors headed to the AISA realm. And Lee Scott has been quite the story this year, kind of flying under the radar a little bit, because if you look at where they're at right now in the ASWA rankings, it doesn't feel like they're getting the respect that they deserve right now. Coming in at fifth at the ASWA rankings for the AISA, that just doesn't seem right for a team that has beaten Chambers Academy 33 to nothing, Monroe Academy 45 to nothing, and Morgan Academy 48 to six. Now, of course, the caliber of competition steps up this week. Game of the week this week, I would say, in the Auburn Opelika area, which this is the only home game at the Auburn Opelika area, but still, I would say this is the game of the week in the Auburn Opelika area regardless. Rivalry game, Glenwood comes to town. A rematch of last year's barn burner, a rematch of last year's instant classic that resulted in Lee Scott winning the football game with a defensive stand on fourth down, took down Glenwood 23-22, to and that was the game where I think you can say decidedly the Lee Scott season, the Lee Scott program said, all right, we can win some ball games, and their confidence went to the next level, and the expectation was to win. They beat Glenwood 23-22. to They suffered a loss to a Pike team that went on eventually to win a state championship, but after that, Lee Scott rattled off seven straight wins, to ultimately finish 8-3 and three on this season. And that's truly impressive. Wins over Macon East, 31-14. Springwood, 43-0. Bessemer, 35-12. Valiant Cross, 16-0. Hooper, 42-0. Morgan Academy, 31-17. Bessemer, 21-15 in the playoffs. And then a close loss to Tuscaloosa in the semifinals. This Lee Scott team, this year, there's a special quality about them. Their physicality, their confidence, this game is going to be an excellent football game because you know there's the element of revenge for Glenwood wanting to come back and reassert their dominance in this rivalry that they've had over the last decade. But Lee Scott wants to establish a new status quo. And I'm sure this team, feeling a little disrespected, wants to make another statement against a Glenwood team. That, too, is getting some respect in the rankings right now that maybe according to the record, might be a little strange to some eyes as they're ranked sixth despite being 2-2 two and two coming into this game. Lost their first two games against teams from Georgia, played Pacelli, Georgia, lost 28-13, to and then lost 25-23 to to Brookstone, Georgia. After that, went on to beat Fort Dale 40-21 to in region play and beat Bessemer 34-7. to Regardless, this is a home football game. The way that Lee Scott has played up to this point leaves me no reason to doubt that this team is going to fail to handle business moving forward. This team is all business. This team is all about doing things the right way, and they've played three complete games up to this point. They're playing some of the most crisp football out of any of the teams in this area. They were already in midseason form when the first game started. This is a very good football team, and I'm excited to finally get to see them in person not just through the hearsay and from talking to Jacob Goins, which we're about to speak with him here on the podcast. I'm excited to get to see this team in person for the first time this week, Friday, September 16th. As you guys are listening to this podcast, this is the big game tonight in the area. I can't sell it any other way. This is the game to be at in the Auburn Opelika area if you're not traveling to go and watch your specific high school team on the road. With that being said, let's take a quick break here. And coming up on the other side of this break, 
We got Jacob Goins of the Lee Scott Sports Network. He's going to break down this matchup against Glenwood in detail. We're going to continue to talk about the transformation of the Lee Scott football program. All great things coming up on the East Alabama High School Football Podcast. Hey everybody, it's Noah Gardner with the East Alabama High School Football Podcast and the East Alabama High School Football Newsletter. Here's how you can support the show, and it's completely free. Go and subscribe to the newsletter at eastalabamahsfootball.substack.com. I know that's a mouthful. Here we go. eastalabamahsfootball.substack.com. All you have to do is put in your email address. It's completely free, and all of our content will be delivered straight to your email inbox, as well as you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcast. However you want to take in our content, just subscribe. That's the best way to support the show. Thank you all for listening, and let's get back to the program. Back on the East Alabama High School Football Podcast, Noah Gardner back with you on the program. Now joined... By Jacob Goins, play-by-play announcer on the Lee Scott Sports Network, as well as host of On the Line, 2 to 4 p.m. weekdays on ESPN 106.7 in the Auburn-Opelika area. Jacob, how you doing today, my man? I'm doing fantastic, Noah. High school football is it's in the heart of the schedule, and Lee Scott is 3-0, and so I cannot complain one bit, and it's just a great time. The weather's starting to change a little bit, and so uh, it's just great. It's, it's, it's great right now, man. No complaints here. Double dipping on the program, but I got to tell you, Lee Scott, with the way that they are winning football games right now, they deserve to be talked about, and they are the game of the week in the area. All the other schools, either playing on Thursday night or they're hitting the road, Going elsewhere, Lee Scott's the game of the week on Friday night, taking on Glenwood. Your first time calling the Lee Scott-Glenwood football game. Going into it, what's your impressions of how big of a rivalry game this is? Well, the talk of the town right now and the talk around Lee Scott is supposed to be a packed house Friday night for Lee Scott and Glenwood. It's the first home game of the season for Lee Scott. We've been on the road the first month of the year. Uh, They played at Chambers Academy, and then they had their bye week, week two of the season, and then back-to-back games on the road at Monroe Academy and at Morgan Academy. So I'm going to be honest with you, man. We're tired of traveling. We're ready to play a home game and have a home game to call, and the players are ready to play at home. The coaches are ready to be at home, and – what a better – there's no better way to start the season at home for Lee Scott than with Glenwood, one of the biggest rivals all season long. It's one of the biggest games that Lee Scott will have this season. And the Warriors have so much momentum coming into this football game at 3-0. and And one thing, and I know we're going to get into Glenwood a little bit, but don't look at that 2-2 two and two record and think that Lee Scott's going to just blow the doors off of them like they have the other three teams so far. It should be a fantastic game. I think it's going to be a packed house. Uh, everybody in Auburn, if you're not going on the road somewhere else, you should be at least got Academy Friday night because uh, Auburn High plays Thursday. They're playing, you know, on Thursday night. So, Lee Scott's playing at home Friday. If you're in Auburn and looking for something to do, you need to be at least got Academy. 
Go ahead, my man. Sell it. I want to know what your sales pitch is for folks to <laughs> put their butts in seats for the Lee Scott game on Friday night against Glidwood. Expound on that a little bit. Anything special going on as well? I know it's the first home game four weeks in to the high school football season. This is week five, and they're playing their first home game now. Anything special going on with the program? Uh, nothing crazy. You know, they have – so this is the first home game against Glenwood. In two weeks, they play Autogam Academy at home. That will be homecoming. Uh, so, as far as I know, nothing, like, crazy that's going on. It's just – I think it's everybody feels the exact same way of everybody's excited to have a home game finally. And, again, there's no bigger way to start than with Glenwood. I think it, it, even if this is the third or fourth home game of the season – you would still be super, super excited because it is Lee Scott Academy and Glenwood School. It's the Warriors and the Gators. And like I said, this is the game of the week. You said it as well with everybody else on the road. This is the game in our area. And Lee Scott is playing fantastic football. It may not be getting the love in the polls right now, but head coach Buster Daniel and the team, they don't care. It does It does give them a little bit of motivation. And we talked about that, and they've told me that as well, where it is sort of like, well, why not, right? Why not? Why are we not getting the love so far? But at the end of the day, at least, God, they put their head down, and they're just doing their thing. And through three games, nobody has been able to touch this football team. So, again, if you're looking for something to do Friday night in Auburn, there's nowhere else you need to be than Lee Scott Academy. It should be a fantastic football game. Get there early because I don't expect many seats to be open by kickoff at 7. Talking about Glenwood, you bring up this team. Don't be deceived by a 2-2 two and two record. What's the status with this team coming into Game 5? They've won their last two against Fort Dale Academy and Bessemer Academy. Their two losses came to Pacelli, Georgia, and Brookstone, Georgia. Now, I'm not familiar with those two teams at Georgia. I'm sure they went and challenged themselves on the road in the state of Georgia. I want to know more about this Glenwood team. What's the scouting report? Right. Well, you, you bring up the 2-2 two and two record, and to start out, Glenwood, they went 0-2. They played on the road at Fatelli in Georgia. They lose 28-13, to and then they come home and they play Brookstone, another team from Georgia, and they lose 25-23. to So really, two competitive losses for Glenwood. And they were two non-region games, so at the end of the season, it's not going to affect their standings. Maybe hurt their pride a little bit. But then they turn around with two back-to-back region games at home against Fort Dale Academy and Bessemer Academy. They went 40-21 to over Fort Dale, and they beat Bessemer 34-7. to So they may have had a bumpy start, but they picked up some momentum in region play with two big wins at home. Now they come on the road and play at least got Friday night where – this is going to be a tough, tough matchup. We've seen over the years how Lee Scott and Glenwood play each other tough. This is the game where if you circle one on the schedule for both of these squads, the other team. It's this game right here. And Glenwood in the last two region games, they put up 20 points and then they put up 34 points. And so it's an offense that we've seen. They got off to a slower start, but they picked up a lot of momentum and confidence coming into this game. The defense stepped up the other night, or last week, I should say, against Bessemer. And so I think Glenwood feels a lot better about themselves coming into this game, whether it was you know, if this was a game where they were playing Lee Scott after that 0-2 start, you would feel really, really, really good if you're Lee Scott. 
But now that Glenwood's picked up a little momentum, we saw how last year went. It was a one-point victory for the Warriors. So you know that Glenwood has that on their minds. All of the players that were there last year, the coaches, they have that on their minds. And it's going to be a tough game. Again, don't let the 2-2 two and two record fool you. Glenwood is a tough team, a tough program. They're going to spread you out. They're going to play tough defense, and they're going to make, they're going to make Lee Scott beat you from both sides of the football. I think Lee Scott is ready for them. But, again, don't overlook the 2-2 two and two record. I can't stress that enough. So what's the game plan for Lee Scott going into this football game? What have you been able to gather after this week of practice? I think it's the same thing, right? It's the, it's the old saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And Lee Scott, I think with all of the athletes that this Warriors team has on the offensive side of the football, whether it be quarterback Ryan Deering, whether it be the running back George Myers, Jake White, who plays a little bit of everything on the offensive side, or J.J. Myers, the brother of George, or Andrew Hahn, those five guys, when they get involved in the offense, good things happen for the Warriors. And I think that's going to be the game plan is not only do they run it right up your throat, but they also get it out to the edge because guys like Jake White and George Myers and J.J. Myers and Andrew Hahn, really, they can all outrun people. If you get an open space, you're not going to catch them. And so I think these guys going to do exactly what they've been doing through three games. They're going to start out by running it up the middle, the tackle and trying to use George Myers a lot in between the tackles. And you've got to give credit to this offensive line of, of Mason Hill or Graydon Ketchum, Connor Starr, guys like that, Jacob Baker, Joseph Horn, who are playing this offensive line because they get enough credit and they have done such a good job. I think we got early will use George Myers and even Ryan Deering, the quarterback, who does a lot of keepers and picks up good yards. We're going to see them early. And then as the game progresses and Christmas starts stacking the box, you're going to see guys like Andrew Hahn and Jake White get out to the edge, get into space, make a guy miss, and take off down the sidelines. There's, there's just too many athletes on this Lee Scott offense. It's a good thing, though, and don't get me wrong. But I, I've, rarely do you see an offense in high school football have this many guys that can hurt you and burn you if you don't make a tackle or don't make the right read. So, that's, that's what I think the game plan is going to be because that's what they've done for three straight games. And when you look at it, Lee Scott has outscored their opponents 34 to nothing, 45 nothing, and 48 to six. That's over 120 points scored for Lee Scott and just six for the opponents. So uh, both sides of the football are dominating right now for Lee Scott. But offensively, I think they're going to do exactly what they've been doing. Start with George Myers up front going through the tackles and eventually work your way outside and let somebody else beat you. Last question to you before we let you get out of here. What is the most impressive quality about this Lee Scott team to date? Oh, that's a good question because there's so many things I could say, and I know I just gave a lot of love to the offense, but I'm actually going to go to the defensive side of the football, talking about how Lee Scott just moves really, really well on defense. And what I mean by that is when one guy makes a tackle on this Lee Scott defense, they all make a tackle on the Lee Scott defense. You never see one person making the effort to make a tackle, right? Whether it's one of the defensive line guys or whether it's a linebacker like Dallin Bush or one of the Myers brothers, it's never just one guy making the tackle. You see five, six, seven, eight guys going to make the play. Now, of course, all of them can't make the play, but they're at least trying. And that's something that uh, head coach Buster Daniel has wanted to see from this team. 
and you are absolutely seeing it. And I think that's what's so impressive is not just that, but the things that the coaching staff are harping on in practice and trying to teach these kids, because look, this is high school football. You're still teaching a lot of these kids how to play the game and to improve on their craft. But what you're seeing in practice is being done on the field, and it's being done correctly. That's why you see Liz Scott up to reach a 3-0 on the season so far. They haven't even been touched. And I, that's what's so impressive to me is how the kids are they are buying in to what the coaches are saying. They're listening. They're putting in effort. And it's showing up on the field. Because what you do in practice, it shows up on the field. For Lee Scott, it 100% is right now. Jacob, I appreciate you taking the time to speak with us today. Tell everybody how they could check out the broadcast if they can't make it in person. Yeah, well, I highly recommend that you be there. Uh, in person for Lee Scott versus Glenwood. But, of course, if you can't uh, catch the broadcast on the Lee Scott Sports Network, you can find it three different places on AU100. That's 100.3 FM on your radio dial. You can also pull it up on AU100.com. You can also find the video broadcast on the Lee Scott Sports Network Facebook page. And now you can find it on the Lee Scott Sports Network YouTube channel. Uh, We're really excited to be able to do that. And at home, we're able to connect to the new huddle focus camera that Lee Scott has installed in the press box. So the camera actually follows the game on its own. So we're really excited to be able to connect to that and have the voiceover of that as well. So all of that gets going at 630 on the Lee Scott Sports Network with the pregame show and kickoff is at 7. Jacob, I appreciate it, my man. Have a good call. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on. That was Jacob Goins of the Lee Scott Sports Network with us, as well as host of On the Line from 2 to 4 p.m. on ESPN 106.7. And that'll also do it for another edition of the East Alabama High School Football Podcast. If you want to check us out, go check us out at eastalabamahsfootball.substack.com. Once again, eastalabamahsfootball.substack.com. Put your email address in. That's how you subscribe. That's how you can support the show. It's completely free, and all of our content gets delivered straight to your email inbox. Hope everybody enjoys their Friday night for some high school football. Enjoy their weekends. God bless everybody.